Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brecksville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you, and enjoy. Let me first just say, as a priest, it's wonderful to see more and more people coming back to Mass. And if this is your first weekend back, welcome back. And if you're still in live stream, great, we're glad we can offer live stream for you. And in case anyone's wondering, live stream is going to be a permanent fixture at St. Basil's. So no matter how long the pandemic lasts, there'll always be live stream probably around the 9 a.m. mass. So you can tell family and friends. I get cards from people in other parts of the United States thanking us for the live stream. So we're going to continue to do it. We're going to continue to do it. The church has several mysteries that she always invites us to think about, meditate, pray on, and imitate. Obviously, the Trinity, self-giving love. Jesus' death and resurrection, we deny ourselves for new life to grow. The Holy Spirit active and moving in us. But one of the mysteries that we sometimes forget is divine and not just human, is the church. So often... We see God up there, and we think we're kind of a great human organization with greater or lesser degrees of organization. And certainly, we've had our very broken human beings on news channels. But the church is actually not a human invention. It is not an organization. But rather, according to the biblical view of church, We are an organism, not an organization. We have been transformed into a part of the living, breathing Christ. So, the word Christ is not Jesus' last name. Who knew, right? (laughs) Jesus Christ, Ryan Mann, right? These things. Thanks, that's a, you know... like a level one Bible joke, but you're very kind. Thank you very much. The Christ is the fullness of humanity according to God's plan. If we were to read in St. Paul's letters, what we'd see is that God's plan isn't just, yay, Jesus is great. That's a huge part of it. He's God, okay? But it's, look at what he's doing in the members of humanity who say yes. He's transformed them. And the Christ involves a head, Jesus, and a body, all the members of the church. Which means when we gather, we do not gather because of how much we like each other. We do not gather because we all want to accomplish the same social justice accomplishments. That's not why we gather. We gather first and foremost because we are one in Jesus through baptism, confirmation, and the Eucharist. And we come to Mass on Sundays to become who we are. The redeemed. Those destined to participate in God's life for all of eternity. Just this morning, I was reading a 4th century theologian, just like many of you, and he was writing in there, should we all wake up early, you know? And he says in there, no one who is conscious of their own sins, 
should be removed from the holy assembly. But all the more should they come here to be reminded who you are and whose you are. You are not you after baptism. You are part of Jesus in the world. The early church knew this because we have throughout the Easter season a reading from the Acts of the Apostles. It's actually volume two of St. Luke. The Gospel of Luke is volume one. Volume two is Acts of the Apostles. And what we notice is the knuckleheads known as the Apostles who were scaredy cats, got it wrong, were rebellious, had tempers, were judgmental. You name the sin, they had it. They're now performing signs, wonders, and miracles as if they were Jesus. So, for example, who raises the dead? We would say Jesus. But in the Acts of the Apostles, Peter raises the dead. Who helps the lame to walk, the crippled to regain their strength? Jesus. In the Acts of the Apostles, it's Peter and John. Who preaches so convincingly that thousands are converted? We'd say Jesus. But in the Acts of the Apostles, it's Peter and John. What happened? The Holy Spirit. See, after the resurrection, the Apostles still didn't get it. They thought, oh good, now Jesus is all-powerful, and now he's going to win for us. And then he ascends to the right hand of the Father, and they go, okay, now what? And the Holy Spirit pours down upon them, and now they are transformed from the inside out to become who we were meant to be, vessels of God in the world. And so in our first reading today, we hear the church in Samaria and Galilee was at peace. The church was at peace. I would venture to say it's been a long time since we could say we're at peace. Did you know that same church was at peace, was being hunted down, was outlawed, was very, very poor and had to share their goods? All they had was the Holy Spirit alive in their hearts and a trust and awe of the Father that he could fulfill the desires of our hearts. That's all they had. You realize they didn't even have a Bible yet? They had the apostles telling them the stories of Jesus. They had the Holy Spirit, and they had the sacraments. And they were at peace. One of the reasons I think as priests and as people of God and as deacons that we're not at peace is we've hitched our trailer to so many things other than the trust of the Father, the Holy Spirit at work, the celebration of the sacraments. In short, we forgot who we are and who makes us who we are. If you've ever had to walk with someone in their older years who has uh, amnesia or dementia or Alzheimer's, you realize that the memory is so essential to relationships. When they no longer know who you are and they forgot their story, they don't have their identity. They have no idea how to love and be loved. They can't step into the dignity of who they are because they're constantly unsure. 
the church has taught very clearly that what brings people to the church building on Sundays is not a guilty conscience. It's not willpower. It's not my spouse will yell at me. It's not, ugh, we want the kids to be raised in the faith. We better go. It's not Father Ryan starting to know me even with the mask. He'll recognize whether I'm there or not. What brings us here, the church teaches, is the movements of the Holy Spirit using those things. God the Father wants to be with his children. He wants to have us gather in one voice, singing songs together, so we're unified. He wants to see us praising him with the gloria, so that we are away from our ego and focused on the beauty of his face as a trinity. He wants to tell us our story in the scriptures over and over again so we can be reminded at who we became in the transforming power of the sacraments. And at the high point of the Mass, we gather which angels and saints singing holy, holy, holy God. We praise the Father. We welcome the Holy Spirit onto the altar And the bread and wine are not the only things meant to be transformed because we eat and drink that transformed Eucharist and we are meant to be transformed so that we can perform just as Jesus does in this world. And we go out into the world with peace. The peace that only Christ can give. Too often we may think about God up there, but we forget who He's made us. In the remaining weeks of Easter until the big celebration of Pentecost Sunday, I invite you to meditate on baptism, confirmation, the Eucharist, that the power of the sacraments has actually touched your body, has actually redeemed, saved, bathed, transformed your masculinity and your femininity so that you could be a part of the Christ. Only once we are deeply connected to that saving stream does our hard work and self-giving love to those in need actually have a real effect. Otherwise, we're just a bunch of do-gooders. Christ did not die and rise to call us do-gooders. He died and rise to say, you are mine and I am yours. We hope you enjoyed this audio from our parish. You can find other homilies, talks, and interviews at our website, basilthegreat.org, or by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite app. Just search for St. Basil Catholic Church, Brexville. St. Basil the Great, pray for us.